Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name is Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. So many of us want to work on ourselves and we have the right intentions. We might stick to something for a few weeks. We might find a new trend. But the reality is it's very rare that we make those long-term changes because it's hard to find what's sustainable. We're so busy. But what if we looked at all of the components and broke it down scientifically, looking at what best works for us? My next guest was always trying to find ways to hack meditation to shorten that learning curve. And it's what led him to founding his company. Craig Goldberg is catalyzing positive changes in health through science, technology, and knowledge to achieve optimal human performance. Thanks so much for supporting Move Your Mind. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to nickbrax.com or you can purchase the Move Your Mind book at nickbrax.com slash book. Craig, thank you so much, mate, for making the time to come on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Nick. Yeah, great to see you. So we are just chatting before how we've both been pretty busy. Sounds like you haven't had time to really you know, catch your breath at all, you know, what's been happening in your world? Well, you know, it's, it's very much in alignment with what I do, which makes it even more compoundingly funny, in my opinion, with me and my wife and, and how, look, this society that we have co-created, thank you very much, and you're welcome, keeps us very busy. In fact, uh, as humans, uh, we tend to wear that busy badge as, uh, as a sign of, Everything's going great. How are you? I'm busy. I'm just busy. You know, I got a lot going on. I uh, a lot happening. And I think we all have this never ending to do list that just keeps going here in my household. We call it the honey do list. Like, hey, honey, here's all the things I need you to do. And it's just a whiteboard that I keep crossing things off and more things continue to appear. And that's before you even get to my daughter's schedule. I have a three-year-old. She keeps quite busy herself with pickups and drop-offs and school and play dates. And then I have a full-time career and a life and my wife has a full-time career and a life. And, you know, we have this shared Google calendar that just keeps filling up. (laughs) (laughs) And that was my May. It's pretty much four weekends of traveling, speaking engagements during the week, podcasts to record, things happen. It, you know, it just stacks up. And before you know it, your head hits the pillow exhausted and you're like, I'll do it all again tomorrow. We got this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tricky. And it's like, it's a funny thing where, you know, we live in this world and I talk about this a lot where, you know, the, we're all on this treadmill. um, But even, you know, even when you try and make a career talking about this stuff and trying to help people in that area, you, you know, you almost find yourself back on that treadmill because you sort of have to to get the message out there so it's so difficult to manage i don't know if there is a solution other than just you know trying to trying to sort of accept it and find you know find balance where you can well so uh, look i I do think there's a solution i think and i think it's really potent for us to talk about it because the solution is self-care the solution is taking time for yourself the solution is making sure that your cup is overflowing first and everybody else comes second, including my wife, including my daughter. 
look, I've been trying to squeeze mm. time in every mm. single day for me to do 50 push-ups, 50 squats, as many pull-ups as I can, 50 sit-ups. And that's my, that's my workout, right? On my busy days. And then on days where I'm a little bit more lackadaisical, I can get into the gym or I can get to a hot yoga class or I can do a full, you know, uh, yoga session, even if it's here in my home gym. But that your own personal health and well-being needs to be the priority. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to serve. You're not going to be able to get your message out. You're not going to be able to do all the exciting things that you want to do. So for me, it's this constant reminder. I carry, carry in my pocket uh, a pocket coin. Happens to say in harmony on it. It happens to have our kind of tagline on it, which is say goodbye to a distracted mind, say hello to a relaxed existence. And as I put this in my pocket, it's a reminder for me to take care of myself. It's a reminder for me to take care of that self-care. And I'm not perfect, <laughs> not nowhere near perfect. There are days where I'm running ragged and it's four o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't stood up from this seat and I haven't moved and I haven't been outside and I haven't, you know, it, it happens yeah. to the best of us. The goal for me is to make sure that every day I'm hitting these fresh sunlight on my eyes, my feet in the dirt for grounding, good water, good food, good nutrition, good sleep, right? Like all of these things and just committing to myself that I come first and that I am as important because if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of anybody else. But the whole, the whole put your mask on first scenario from flying in an airline. Yeah, it's so important. But um, how, how many people do you think are not putting themselves first? <laughs> I mean, me and my wife know better, right? This is what I teach, train and educate on and I don't do it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's most of us. I think yeah. it's, I, I think it's part of the human condition to want to serve. It's part of we're social creatures, right? Committing ourselves to the betterment of the group. Uh, look, if COVID taught us anything, it's, and I don't care where you stand on either side of it. And I certainly have my own personal opinions, but that entire thing was predicated on, you know, take care of yourself so that you can take care of the group. Yeah. And, and that is something that is so ingrained. It's one of the reasons why it was so compelling for us as a society and why so many people are jaded around, what do you mean you're not doing it? It's for the betterment of the group because we are social creatures. We do survive better in a group. And, and it is, I think, very, it's, it's human nature for us to put other people's needs first instead of our own not realizing that if your cup isn't overflowing you can't you can't oh you can't fill anybody else's cup yeah yeah the irony in it is we can help people a lot more if we do put ourselves first but we see yeah. that as selfish a lot of the time or healthy boundaries you know. saying no to certain things right like my friends call me hey yeah. can i borrow this hey can you help me with this yeah sure of course well i'm kind of busy this afternoon. let me see what i can push off and let's make that work right like I always want to be accommodating. I can't speak for anybody else, but I always want to be accommodating to others, their needs and, and look no further than your own inbox, your email inbox for a list of task lists that somebody else wants you to complete. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So it, there's a lot of irony in there, no doubt. So Craig, tell us more about what you do and how you came to be doing what you're doing now. You know, I think it's all predicated on the same conversation that we're having. I was busy. I was burnt out. I was exhausted. And I was really pulling on this neurohormonal aspect of our nervous system, which is like our backup system. Um, uh, you, there's three main areas. Uh, there's, there's fight or flight, otherwise known as a sympathetic nervous system response. There's calm and relaxed or rest and digest, which is a parasympathetic nervous system response. 
And then there's our backup system, which is neurohormonal. And when I look at a particular HRV system that I have and I do readings on myself and others, most of us are running on that backup system. Most of us are not getting enough sleep. We're not getting the right nutrition. We're not giving our body what it needs in vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. And, and because of that, this system, which is exceptionally, um, which is exceptionally resilient, mm-hmm. runs on its backup systems. And I was doing this for quite a long time until my wife, uh, her body actually quit on her. She wound up, uh, ultimately, she wound up having an issue with gluten. Um, that turned into us learning about what we put in our mouths, what we put on our skin, what we put in the air, what we keep in the air around us, and really cleansing, clarifying, and detoxing our, our main environment that this body, this vessel interacts with on a regular basis through those three environments and cleansing and cleaning and, and cleaning up. That led me to essential oils. That led me to traveling around the United States and around the globe, teaching around the efficacy of essential oils. And at these yoga retreats and these conferences, I would gravitate towards the sound therapists, not knowing what a sound bath really was or why I felt so great, but I was having these sound experiences that I knew after I laid down in front of a gong, a a bell, a didgeridoo, a a chime, all of these incredible instruments that I felt better. And that led me to my first sound lounge experience, which is the technology that we make here at InHarmony Interactive. And I fell in love. And I was on this thing three times a day, seven days a week for the first six months to a year that I had it. I literally fell in love with the way that I felt. It was basically like a, a, a sound bath on tap. And since then, that was six and a half years ago. Since then, I've obviously dug into the science and the research on frequencies and how they impact our physiology, the impact that they have on our neurology, on our anatomy, on our physical body, on our mental state. And I've become enamored with creating products that deliver sound and frequency directly to your body on tap. So you don't need to play a, a, a didgeridoo or a gong or or a bell or a chime, or you don't have to have somebody play that in your presence so that you can sleep and rest. But instead, you had a device that you can push play on and you can have your own sound therapy experience. And that translated and grew into understanding the impact it was having on our brain into entraining different brainwave states, particularly alpha, theta, and even delta, and and going up into gamma, and teaching the brain how to operate in these positive patterns and spend more time in beta and alpha, which is where we're predominantly designed to spend most of our time, instead of spending most of our time in delta, which is where most people are spending their time, Mm -hmm. and getting the brain and the nervous system to operate correctly. That then transformed into... What does this really mean? I, there's a lot of technical jargon that I just dropped in. What that really translates into is the human body, and particularly here in America, I can't talk for Australians. I love Australia. I love the culture. I love, I've never met an Australian I don't like. And I, I mean that, like never, not once. Um, I hear an Australian accent at a bar or a nightclub, and I am like, tell me your story. What are you doing here? What's going on? Where are you from? I'm enamored with the country and the culture. Here in love the United that. States, what that all translated into for me was that we don't know how to relax. And mm. and we, I know we think we know how to relax. You come home from a long day at work, you put the kids to bed, you lay in front of the television or YouTube, like just like I did last night. Again, I'm not perfect. But as relaxing as that seems for the brain, it's not truly relaxing our body and it's not truly contributing to a positive mental state. And that's what our technology does. And then of course, we created a record label that creates the music that drives the technology. So 
for folks that are in Australia, we do have our tech in Australia, um, but anybody can download our app and gain access to what we call our music meditations. And it led into me truly understanding what it means to reach a meditative state, how difficult and challenging it can be, and how our technology actually guides you into a meditative state very quickly. Like I can get you to the same brainwave state that a monk who's sitting on the side of a mountain gets to after 20 years of practicing meditation, I can get you there in five minutes. And this wow. is all shown by scientific data and, and EEG testing and biometrics and, and looking at all that. So all of a sudden, I took this very difficult task of quieting the mind and sitting down to meditate, which any entrepreneur, any business owner, anybody who's into peak performance and optimal human performance knows how important meditation is, but also probably knows how challenging it can be. Sound and vibration guides the body into that deeper meditative state. It does so very quickly and very efficiently. And that's our brand. And, and really, the reason I'm on this podcast is simply to teach people about what happens to your brain and your body when you're in that, that fight or flight state, that stressed and anxious state that so many of us sit in from the moment we wake up until the moment we go to bed, day after day, week after week, and how detrimental that is to your overall health. And one last figure here in the United States, when you look at all cause mortality, so the top 10 reasons why Americans pass, six of them are rooted in stress and anxiety. So if you have stress and anxiety, it, it is multiplying the chances of you passing at an early age instead of living a full life and instead living a life filled with disease and, and discomfort. So for me, there's nothing more important than, than alleviating stress and anxiety and doing that through relaxation and gaining tools that you can use day in and day out to help yourself feel calm and relaxed. Because we all know when you're calm and relaxed and you get presented with adverse situation, you handle it just smoothly and easily. You're just like, oh, no big deal. We're going to do this, this, and that. I'm going to call this. I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. When you're stressed and anxious and that same adverse situation is presented to you, you just break down. The tears flow. You don't know what to do. And there's there's physical reasons for that because when you're in fight or flight, your body is doing certain things and we can certainly dive in and talk about that too. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to talk about that. And it, I mean, like you're saying, this probably is one of, if not the biggest problem we face in the Western world because everyone's stressed. Everyone, you know, there's very few of us that are not dealing with some of these things that you're talking about because how can you not when... You know, we've got 24-7 news cycles, fear-mongering, we're addicted to social media, works 24-7. You know, even the most disciplined person's going to struggle. Yeah, exactly. Look, so my three-year-old, okay? Now, look, I've been I've been a co-founder here at InHarmony for six and a half years. So my technology is a staple in my household. I have a whole room dedicated to multiple modalities, PEMF and infrared sauna, rebounder. Uh, right? Comfortable seating, like a, a big nine foot by six foot yoga mat where we can stretch and work out and do pull-ups and do all the things, right? My technology has been a part of my daughter's life since day one. Mm. I'm 44 years old. I found this technology when I was 37 and a half, 38 years old. The last six years, yeah, I have it. But my daughter, who's three years old and arguably has everything taken care of for her, um, I'm, I'm not an abusive parent. I, I hope she would say the same thing. I, I don't... I don't I was hit all the time as a kid. I, I got smacked. I got, you know, corrected. Like I deserved it. It's all good. I love my family. I love my parents. I've never struck my daughter. We talk through everything. We've got this great buddy. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Relationship. She gets fed every day. She plays at grandma's house, you know, three days a week. She has everything taken care of for her. When she wants milk, she gets milk. When she wants food, she gets food. The green drinks, the nutrients, all the things. And she gets on my tech. And within the first minute to two minutes that she's on the tech, she will let off a sigh of relief like, (sighs) Mm. to to show me that the body is releasing that energy, that there's something happening. So we all have this negative self-talk. We all have this coping mechanism in the brain, this self-defense mechanism that's designed to keep us alive. You can call it ego. You can call it consciousness, whatever you want. And it's constantly looking for the things that are wrong so that we can avoid them Mm. instead of looking for the things that are right. And what meditation and mindfulness do is it helps you to train that part of the brain to keep it at bay. It's never going to go away completely, but to keep it at bay. So here's a three-year-old that arguably doesn't have, she doesn't have homework, She doesn't have a job. She doesn't have any responsibilities, no chores, no things she has to do every day. We ask her to make her bed. And if she doesn't do it, we make it for her, right? Like just to show her. But like, and here's a gal who, my daughter, who's been on the tech since one week of being on this earth. And yet she still has stress to release, like that pressure release valve on on a, uh, a propane tank or a natural gas tank that when it's too full, it overflows. We need to regularly release the excess energy. And, and there's lots of different ways you can do it through exercise, through sunlight, through right sweating. And there's a longstanding study out of Finland that shows sauna, uh, regular sauna exposure every week is, is really good for the body. Cold plunge, right? There's lots of different things that you can do, but we need to go back to what we talked about. We need to maintain our own mental health and our own well-being by releasing that pressure valve often. And sometimes it needs to be multiple times a day. Sometimes yeah. it's great if it's a nightcap or it's the way you start your morning. But each look, even stress, if you don't get a good night's sleep, that adds to my anxiety. When I wake up groggy and exhausted just from not having a great night's sleep, which, by the way, happens a lot with a three-year-old, um, and it's out of my control, th- I feel stressed and anxious around what my day is. Oh, man, I got a busy day ahead and I'm exhausted. What am I going to do? I reach for the coffee. I reach for right? So Mm -hmm. there's a lot there to unpack. Um, And uh, I think all of us have this, this lower level, at least a low level of stress and anxiety that's driving us forward. Thank you so much for supporting Move Your Mind. We're expanding the offerings of the organization and we're tailoring everything we do to suit you guys and to try and answer to all of your needs and the questions that you send in. The book is available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com slash book. And we've just released the Move Your Mind community. We've currently got a men's community group, a women's community group, a general group. We're going to be loading up other groups. And you can find all of the links at moveyourmind.me. This group's been created based on the needs of what we've heard and learnt throughout running Move Your Mind. And we have live events. We've got courses. We've got huge amounts of value, the ability to share information, share ideas. 
work in groups together to, to grow and share your learnings, to learn about different topics. You get email reminders. There's a whole lot of features in there. We're constantly updating it, and we're so excited to share it with you. You can find all of the information about it at moveyourmind.me. Yeah, no, incredible stuff there. I'd, I'd love to talk to you more about it. And, I mean, it's something that, like you're saying there, I think the key point is this is not something that you can just be aware of or just do every, you know, once or twice a month. It's like anything. If we want benefit out of it, we've got to do it every day. We've got to make this part of our routine to, so to you know, deal with it. So here's what I would add to that. I think the first part you just mentioned, which is an awareness. I think it starts with an awareness of I am feeling stressed. I am feeling anxious. By default, anytime your brain is perceiving stress and anxiety, shortness of breath, um, even shaking or tremors, uh, there's lots of different things that that could indicate it, right? And there's lots of things that could be mixed up with also like malnutrition or uh, not drinking enough water, right? I mean, there's there's a lot here to unpack and it's very individualized. But generally speaking, if you're feeling stressed and anxious because of a particular trigger, and for some people, me even saying the word trigger triggers them. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry. The, um, the reality is when you're in that stressed and anxious state, your brain involuntarily is doing several things. And this is really, really important. And this shows how foundational this is to day-to-day -day life. Because when you're stressed and anxious, you are incapacitated and just you're not well positioned to handle normal day-to-day -day life. So as soon as you start to perceive the feeling of stress and anxiety, whether it's an email from your boss or or your wife that's doing that thing or your significant other or your brother that even though you've talked about this a half a dozen times, he's still doing that same thing over and over again, whatever it might be. Your in-laws that are staying in your house, your friend that you opened up your second room to that, that just won't move out. Right? I mean, there's so many different things that can bring stress and anxiety from something mental versus something physical. But when you're feeling that, your brain which by the way, this is a fight or flight response. So it's part of our reptilian brain that identifies a threat and then goes into action before you can consciously think about it. So all of a sudden you start to feel that shortness of breath. The reason for that is because your brain has identified a threat, physical or mental, and it has kicked up your cortisol levels. It has kicked up your adrenaline levels and released that into the bloodstream. The cortisol makes you hyper-focused on the issue at hand. The adrenaline diverts energy from the more monetarily, um, uh, not monetarily, but it, it removes energy from maintenance tasks in the body, like digestion, your immune system, mm -hmm. re, re, um, uh, um, reproduction, and it diverts energy to the major muscle groups, mainly quads, hamstrings, biceps, triceps, back, chest, so that you can actually fight or run. Now, if you get an email from your boss that threatens your well-being, like we're laying off your entire division on Friday, okay, which is a very real threat to your well-being, you don't need the adrenaline. <laughs> you don't need. You might need the cortisol to stay focused if you're kind of feeling tired and weak, but but you don't need the adrenaline because that's diverting energy and it's also turning off rational thinking. It's yep. turning off your immune system. It's turning off your digestion and it's turning off your reproductive organs. It's frying your adrenals. And it's putting you into the state of fight or flight that is great for an hour or two in the short term to defend yourself or to run. It's not okay if it's day in, day out, week in, week out, um, day after day. And that's when it really becomes detrimental to your health. And that's when stress and anxiety start to lead to these top, you know, top six out of top 10 killers here in the United States. 
Well, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And we, we finish every episode with five closing questions. So I know we're short on time here, so I'm just yeah. going to fire these at you. These can be short answers, just whatever whatever comes to mind. Sure. Uh, so I love what you've shared here and would love to do, a, you know, we'll have to do another follow-up. I'm super grateful. Follow I would on. love to, Nick, please. Yeah, love what you're talking about. So the first one is, what is your best childhood memory that comes to mind? Oh, there's so many. There's so many. So the one that immediately comes to mind behind my house where I was growing up was undeveloped land. We called it the pit and it was just a bunch of dirt, um, acres and acres and acres of dirt. And uh, everybody in my neighborhood had motorcycles, dirt bikes, quads, and and we used to go there and and have a good time. My poor parents thought I was somewhere hanging out in the neighborhood and, and I'm racing dirt bikes at 12, you know, back in the pit is just immediately what I thought about when you said that. Love that. What do you think is currently the biggest burden on mental health in society? I think it's our, it's our, ourselves. I think we are crippling ourselves with worry uh, on things that we can't control. I had a conversation with my mother-in-law yesterday. My entire other half of my family is Turkish. Uh, and there's some instability right now in the political world uh, in Turkey. Mm. They're going through round after round of elections and re-elections. Mm. And, and they have to drive out to la from vegas to vote and um she's watching the news all day long and her blood pressure's high and it's spiking and she can't do it she already did her piece she voted yeah everything else is out of her control so just turn off the television and wait for the results to come in and just deal with the aftermath because everything else you can't control so i think we almost have this self-deprecating process in the body that thinks we can control more than we can actually control. And we worry and concern ourselves with that, which we cannot control. And that's, it's just useless. Absolutely. Is it really so, so true? What's your personal definition of happiness? Oh, that's a great question. That is a great question. Uh, for me, it's, it's funny. I was having this conversation with my wife about our lifestyle and, and we happen to love RVing and camping. And, and if you've ever been camping and RVing, it, it takes a lot of effort. <laughs> like, <laughs> so the last we, two weekends this this month, we went camping and it just to pack up the RV, to get unpacked, to, to get yeah. it in, to get it out, to, to move. It's just a lot. My wife was like, can we just go to like a beach somewhere and sit there and do nothing? And, <laughs> and will you be happy doing that? And I, I said to my wife, I said, babe, I am happy doing anything. As long as I'm with you and I'm with my daughter, whether I'm on a beach, whether I'm sitting at a rest stop off the highway, I am just happy being present, being in the moment and being here with you, you loving me, me loving you and, and us enjoying time together. Again, social creatures, right? Everything else is noise and wonderful yeah. and I love it. But uh, for me, happiness is defined as you being content with where you are and what you're doing and you get to decide if you're happy or not. Nobody else gets to decide that for you. And I think that's a really important note because I will find myself with my daughter saying, don't, don't make mom unhappy. Well, don't do that. It makes mom unhappy. And I catch myself saying that because I don't want my daughter to begin thinking that her actions impact my wife's behavior or feeling yeah. and emotions and vice versa. Anybody else can impact hers. And it's a good conversation for my wife also who gets bent out of shape. We all do. Three-year-olds are huge pain in the backside. I love them. I love her. Um, but there's a point in time where she just pushes your buttons, not on purpose. Sometimes it's on purpose, but, and I need to say, I need to control my own happiness and say, Hey, 
you're flipping out. Like there's times where she'll be flipping out on and just temper tantrum full on. And I'll just take out my camera and videotape her just to, just to be like, one day I'm going to show you what's going on here. And, and just to take a deep breath and know that I'm doing everything I can to, she's going through a moment. She just needs to process and, and learn these emotions that she's feeling and finding solace and happiness in that moment um, is, is a challenge. Always looking for the positive side of, of each moment and why it's happening, why it's unfolding, what the lessons are to learn. But I think largely we get to decide if we're happy or not. And look, there are folks that are tortured and go through some pretty heinous traumatic experiences and find happiness in it and after it. So surely in my very safe life that I've co-created with my wife and my daughter, I'm, I'm, and many others, uh, I can surely find happiness in, in my day to day. I love that. What are you most afraid of? <laughs> you know, it's interesting losing, losing it all, um, mm. for, for reasons that are outside of my control. And mm. there's, I'm a prepper if, if you might not have picked that up. <laughs> um, and, and that simply means that I'm prepared for as many possible situations as I could possibly be prepared for. And yet I'm worried about, um, I, I worry sometimes and I fear sometimes losing it all. I fear, uh, look, the reason I wear my seatbelt when I drive is not because of my driving. It's because of other people's driving. I live here in Las Vegas. Yeah. People drink. There's 24 hour liquor laws here. You can buy a beer at four o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning. People are literally drunk all the time. What's my biggest fear? That somebody at the last minute cuts over a median and, and takes me out and there's nothing that I could do about it. And there's nothing that I could have done to prevent it. Yeah, that's a legitimate fear. Yeah. Well, on a more positive note, what's, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of this message, actually. I'm most proud of how centered and grounded I have become in my mid middle age, we'll call it, uh, 44 years old. Friday was my 44th birthday. Still young. Birthday. Still got, young, man. I'm living to 150. I'll say it now. I'm going to be 150 <laughs> years old, and, and there's no reason in the research that says we can't live to be that long, healthy, and, and vibrant. Um, I'm most proud of the family that I've built, the relationship I have with my wife and my daughter, my friends, my family, loved ones, those around me. Um, and, uh, and I am, I, I, I get super emotional when I start to think about all the incredible humans that I have around me that help me to push forward and, and help me to do the things that I need to do every day, whether my buddy Dave came over and, and just painted four walls that were, that were, that were white in my house and my wife wanted to paint it and I just couldn't find the time to do it. And for my birthday on Friday, I said, Hey, I'm going to come over on Sunday while you're out of town and I'm going to paint those walls. And I was like, what? Like, thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah. I'm happy to do it. Right. Like super grateful for the community that I have around me and, and this life, this, this earth walk and to be here at this time, like it's awesome. Just absolutely awesome. Well, thank you mate for sharing all of this and where can we send our listeners to learn more? Yeah. So our, our website is I am in harmony.com. I A M I N H A R M O N Y.com. And uh, we're on all the social networks, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, just search In Harmony Interactive. I'm the guy on the other side of the comments. I'm the guy on the other side of the DMs. And if you have any questions about what we shared, please reach out. And, and Nick, I am so grateful to be here for this opportunity to share with your audience. And I, I thank you for doing the good work that you do. Mate, same to you. I've really loved the chat, love what you're doing. Thank you for sharing this. I'm sure our audience will take a lot out of it. We'll have all of those links in the show notes. And yeah, thank you again for coming on, mate. Appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. Thanks so much. You too. Cheers, mate. Bye. 
Thanks to Craig Goldberg for joining me today for Move Your Mind. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to nickbrax.com or you can purchase the Move Your Mind book at nickbrax.com slash book. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.